Hello, and welcome to Shattered Lives, an informed, conversational, cutting-edge radio show in touch with today's issues that impact the lives of crime victims, addressing the aftermath of crime, forging a path for hope, building awareness, and empowering listeners for the future. This is Donna Argor, a.k.a. Lady Justice, your host, with my co-host, Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you to today's show into our library of weekly archived shows. It is our goal to make a difference. And so uh, greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Saturday edition of Shattered Lives um, across the nation, whenever you happen to be listening to this. And that is the beauty of a uh, podcast, whether it be 11 a.m. Eastern time or in the middle of the night. We always appreciate our audience. And um, today we have a very different change of pace. You know, once in a while we are diverging from our our uh, our homicide, missing persons, crime mission. And you know, it's summertime, and it's a good time to uh, to to do something creative. And I have to say that this is something very creative. Um, it's fun. Um, our guest, uh, I happen to know her. Um, uh, as a as a coworker, but in her spare time, like we all do, we do uh, very um, good things for other people besides our main job. And uh, Raya Martin is with us representing Gishwiz.com, and it has to do with an international scavenger hunt. Um, a week week long intense scavenger hunt for adults, and um, there's all kinds of really cool events going on, and it is for charity. But so before we delve into that, I want to say good morning, Delilah. What do you think of our topic today? <laughs> oh, good morning. I think it's great. I, I love when we kind of go off the beaten path and have something fun to talk about and. That also does good, you know. That it, all of the proceeds that um, Rhea will be gathering, along with all of her co-workers and co-people, um, go to charity. So I think, you know, this is. I'm I'm really excited to hear all about it and learn more about it. Yeah, I I um, it, I think it will be a, a great addition to our 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 archives. So without further ado, Raya Martin, good morning and welcome to the Shattered Lives Radio family. It's it's great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's it's our pleasure and like I say, I wanted to do something off the beaten path and what you do and what you dedicate yourself to um, you know, for a week every year, although I'm sure it takes a lot longer than a week in the planning, um, this is just wonderful. And uh, this is the, the, the beauty of having a radio show and being able to meet, meet, you know, various and sundry people that do great things. So I love having this as a forum. But before we get into Gishwiz, um, why don't you let people know a little bit about you because you – you you have a lot of endeavors that you do as a person, and uh, so we, just so that we know who you are and and why you got involved in this. But who are you, Rhea? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm just a person, just like many of the other people and everybody <laughs> else that does Gishwiz. We're just people that try to get out of our comfort zone a little bit now and then. And um, I I have a background in theater. Um, which I sometimes, not always, but it sometimes helps me with things in the scavenger hunt. Um, it's definitely helped me in terms of um, being comfortable doing, you know, strange things in public, which is often a part of what we end up doing um, mm-hmm. in Gishwas. Um So, um, yeah, I... Um, I don't know. That's 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 my background. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not a professional actor all the time. Sometimes I I am, but I'm sort of a semi-professional actor, I guess. Um, so I work for the state during the day, and I just um, um, do theater when I can. And um, and then lately, once a year, I've been doing gishwas. Yeah. Um, well. Well. The the. 
that's a, a great thing to do, you know, as a sideline. Oh, and right I think, go ahead, Delilah. Could, could you explain what is what GISHWISH stands for? It's you know, yes. G-I-S-H-W-A-G-S. So if you can, yes. what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it stands for the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Has ever seen. Oh, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> I, I, I really am, in, in writing up everything for the show notes, I was very confused about that and just didn't have time to look it up or get, get with you to find out. So okay. that makes much more sense to me now. Thank yes. you. <laughs> so that's the and acronym. That's the acronym, right? Now, can you delineate the difference between, I was talking to, you know, one of our colleagues uh, yesterday, and he said, oh, well, I went to a wedding, and they had a scavenger hunt as part of the reception or something like this. How does Gishwiz depart from your your other types of um, organizations, I guess there are, because I've seen them, are other organizations that do scavenger hunts with adults just for fun. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a, there is a, a TV show that's sort of like that, that's international. How do you define the difference between what this is and other scavenger hunts that people may have heard about? Well, this one is largely the organization, the administration of it and everything is largely online. Um, And it's, it's, there's a little bit less of the, you know, finding something and a little more of creating something or doing something um, and then recording that either with a photo or a video. And so that, the image, whether it's a photo or a piece of artwork or whatever you've made, that is your submission. So you then upload that photo or the video onto the website, and that is your submission for that item. So it works a little bit differently. We're not trying to collect things and bring them somewhere or anything like that. We're doing things or creating things and then recording it and submitting that. Okay, so in real time, not to, and someone is in some headquarters somewhere keeping track of all of these teams, and, like, uh, when they get the image or the video, they're, like, immediately looking at your list and saying, okay, we checked this box off for that team. I mean, is it something like that or no? I, yeah, I guess. I don't, know, I don't know a lot about how they work it on their end. Um, yeah. I do know that we're not allowed to share our images or our links or anything until the hunt is over. And they, so there is some sort of, you know, they do um, the items and they make sure that, you know, because we could be disqualified if we, if we don't follow the rules on an item, we might not get the points for it. Um, mm-hmm. So there's certain rules, you know, for example, um, in some cases, it might be that, um, well, a lot of them, the rule is you can't Photoshop something to make it look like, you know, if, if something is supposed to happen at the Eiffel Tower, I can't do it in my backyard and then Photoshop the Eiffel Tower in, you know, <laughs> that won't count. Okay. <laughs> that sort That's of thing. Cheating. So Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Why don't we back up a little bit and let them know, um, well, first of all, how did you get introduced to this organization? And then let's let's talk about how to play. And I, I did put up the um, link in ter- if people had a chance last night with the surfing picture that was so cool of them on surfboards and, um, you know, doing a, 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 a tin can telephone on surfboards. But yes. how, how did you first get <laughs> get introduced to Gishwich personally, and then let's tell people, give a background about how you actually play in the rules, and then we can get into some of the details, okay? Okay. So the, re- the way I found out about Gishwiz is because I watch a TV show called Supernatural, and there's an actor on that show, Misha Collins. He is the one that started Gishwiz. And so I started watching the show and just – out of, you know, interest, I was following some of the people involved in the show, the actors and the writers and the producers on Twitter. And I kept hearing about this thing that they were talking about called Gishwas. It Uh kept coming up. 
and, you know, in the fan groups and that sort of thing. And so um, I finally, one day I was, I had heard so much about it and I had never looked it up. And I thought, well, I'm going to look up what this thing is that everybody keeps talking about. And so I looked it up and I saw what it was and it was, you have to register in advance for this, um, for Gishwas. And so there were only a couple days left to register for it. And um, so I just rather impulsively signed myself up, having really no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, <laughs> and then I had a couple of days to try to get somebody to join me. And, and um, uh, I got a couple of friends to sign up with me. Um, and so they had no idea what it was. They were just, they just signed up because I wanted to. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, um, so that's that's how I discovered this um, because it was started by by this actor, um, Nisha Collins. And um, so, and apparently, I guess he started it because where he went to college in Chicago, they did a scavenger hunt at his at his college, and he had so much fun with it that once he kind of had a some you know, fame and some following, he wanted to try to, um, you know, transport that into doing something good with, um, you know, his good fortune. And so he he decided to uh, take that scavenger hunt idea that he had enjoyed so much in the past and, you know, have his fans and all our friends <laughs> join mm-hmm. in. So. <laughs> well, uh, so did, did it? Was it? Did it? Did it always start out with an international scope? I believe so. Um, I think it started out. I was not in it at the very beginning, so because I didn't discover it until um, it had already been going on for a couple of years. But it mm-hmm. did grow exponentially every year, um, and I I believe from what I've heard, and I this is just secondhand what I've heard is that it started out with just some fun suggestions that he threw out to fans on Twitter and Mm -hmm. then the fans would go ahead and do the whatever the thing was that he had suggested and they would post their photos and whatever on Twitter and I and apparently it grew from that so because people were having so much fun with it and it was catching on that they decided to make it a little more um, structured and official and then do something with it um, for, for right. charity. And so does, does he, did, did he pick randomacts.org for the primary um, charity or are there different charities each year or for each team or how does that part work? It is pretty much randomacts.org is the um, the charity that's associated with um, Gishwas, um, and I believe it was I believe it was begun in uh, conjunction with Gishwas as a way to um, to put the, the the proceeds and the the um, fundraising and that sort of thing in order to put that towards something good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I could be slightly wrong about that, but they are they're very much interconnected. Random acts and Gishwas are very much interconnected. Um, oh, so oh. pretty much every any charity related, um, for the most part, thing that's done during Gishwas is done for random acts. I see. Well, cool. And when you're when you're working on this, like like I say, it started an hour ago officially. You're you're working on this right now with us, which I find so cool. If we could be you know be a part of that or or make this a contribution, but is this a twenty four seven? Are you like up all night making costumes and <laughs> trying to find venues and all of that? I kind of am. Yeah, I. Um... <laughs> I throw myself into this. I, I've taken the week off of work. So um, I have my, the whole next week is dedicated to trying to get as many of the items done on the list. Um, and as you just mentioned, it just started an hour ago. So I haven't even looked at the list yet for this year. I don't even know what's on it. My, um, we have a Facebook group for my team and right now it is blowing up with messages because everybody's talking about which ones they want to do and how they're going to do them. And um, 
So right now I'm a little bit out of the loop on that. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. But, um, but yeah, there were times in the past where there was an, um, an item one year where there's, every year there's a, a mascot for the hunt, which is a mashup of a couple of different animals. And um, this year it's a mashup of a panda and a pine, and it's called Porchipanda. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> one year it was Dynamite, which was a mashup of a dinosaur and a bug. And um, one of the items was to have dynamite hang gliding or parachuting. And I happen to have a friend who is a skydiver. And so I made him a dynamite costume, and he jumped out of an airplane wearing the costume that I made for him. And I took video of him uh, landing. (laughs) Um, so yeah, then I, I was, you know, running around trying to figure out how to make this costume. And I was, I was, I'm sure I was up late putting it together and, and then driving out to, um, to the skydiving place to meet him. And, you know, we had to go through some, some things to make sure that, you know, the, the, the skydiving company had to approve that he was going to be safe wearing what he was wearing and, um, you know, and, and that sort of thing. But it all worked out amazingly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, that, could, like, you, could you um, just maybe briefly explain how how does this scavenger hunt make the money? Um, and I'm, I'm sure just from what you're telling us that a lot of this is social media driven. Am I right? Yes, it is very much so. Yeah. Um, well, there is a an entrance fee when you first sign up. It's around twenty dollars. Um, everybody pays that amount, and um, there are thousands of people across the world that have joined. Um, so that's one thing. And then they usually do certain types of fundraising drives um, during the hunt. And in fact, this year they did one just during the registration before the scavenger hunt even started. Um, they, for every, after a certain point, every new person that was either joining or had, you could also buy a, they call it a gishollership. You can pay the <laughs> entry fee <laughs> and they give it to somebody who maybe can't afford to, to do it themselves. And um, so for every entrance or gishollership, um, they were saving part of the rainforest in Nepal. And, um, and I don't remember offhand, I tried to look it up, what, what the actual amount was per entrance. Um, but they ended up uh, being able to save 40,000 acres of rainforest in Nepal before the scavenger hunt even started, just from That's people signing terrific. up for it. Yeah, wow. and paying that. Um, you know, and they've done, like last year, there was a drive during the hunt that was simply raising money. You just put it out there to try to get people to donate um, and it went to help Syrian refugees um, in uh, Lebanon, I believe. Um, and so some of that went to, um, you know, building or finding, I'm not sure which, a home for a family. Um, the woman, her name is Khalud, and she had been in Syria. She was in her garden, working on her garden, and she was shot by a sniper and paralyzed. And she has, I think, four children and her husband, and they ended up as as refugees in a refugee camp. And she hadn't left her bed in four years. She couldn't. She was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh wow! So some of the money that was raised, there was over twenty thousand dollars raised last year that went to a couple of different families um, that are Syrian refugees, and some of them went to help her family. so some of it is just direct fundraising like that. Some of it comes from the entrance um, registration fee um, to do the hunt. Um, oh, I yeah. Well, that that totally makes sense. With with regard to the social media aspect, while you're doing each thing and you assign different tasks. Now, am I clear? Are you the team leader of your team? I'm actually not this year. Um, I started my team. And um, Gish Pistols, I, right? The team, now we're on a team called the Gish Pistols. 
Um, my original team was called Starfish Wins and Coffee, uh, which is a, it was actually a reference to Prince. Prince had a song called Starfish and Coffee. And um, so um, that was my team. And then I, there, were so many, there were so many people trying to get people to join their teams that I thought it would be easier if I took my whole group and we found another whole group that seemed like a good match with us and joined them. And um, so there was a team called the Gish Pistols that was already formed, and I started chatting with the team leader of that one. And we seemed like a good match for each other. So everybody on my team resigned from our team and joined their team. So um, in doing that, I took myself out of the captain position. Um, but I, I, I still have, you know, um, some – leeway I still have some say I'm still bringing the fact that I've done this for four years and I know a little bit about you know trying to organize things so I still have input and um it was a little scary for me to give up that (laughs) that sort of control aspect of it I I guess so it was it was a little (laughs) scary to give that up but I you know it was for the good of the team. Yeah. So, well, uh, <laughs> what what are the actual? Are there like six rules and the the do's and don'ts of it in terms of the structure? There are, are there, there are some don'ts. There are some. I mean, um, you know, they have a list of uh, rules and commandments, and um, you know, some of them are serious and some of them are silly. But, um, you know, there are some serious ones include, you know, don't put yourself in danger, (laughs) you know. Okay. Um, Occasionally there will be an item that will be on the the list to begin with that then they decide is maybe not the best idea to be telling people to do and they'll take it off the list because it's too dangerous um, or something like that. Uh, like can, a guy you know, diving in a costume? <laughs> <laughs> well, that one, you know, that, that was somebody that already, he was going to go skydiving regardless. So, um, But I, I think there was one year there was something about being on a roof wrapped up in Christmas lights. Somebody decided that might not be the best idea, so they decided Mm -hmm. not to do that one after all. Um, (laughs) So, you're, you know, if if you feel unsafe, you're not supposed to do it, you know. And I'm, in in my life and in my theater life, I'm always a safety first person, and so I completely agree with that one. Um, And also, if there's it's, you know, in your town or your state or whatever, if it's against the law, don't do it. They're not going to bail you out. Um, oh, if you can. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, so some kind of basic things like that. There's rules. You have to be 14 or older to um, officially participate. You know, people have their kids help them out with items. Um, you know, so there, yeah. are, there are certain rules like that, um, you know, there's one here, I'm looking at it, uh, behavior during the hunt. You're not permitted to physically, emotionally, or psychologically hurt, berate, bully, or otherwise attack yourself, another participant, or anyone inside or outside the scavenger hunt, which that's a yeah. pretty good rule to have. <laughs> certainly um, No breaking the law, safety. Um, so another one is about um, interpreting the items. You know, sometimes, like I was talking about, if there's something that has to have the Eiffel Tower, um, you know, if they say that, they mean that. That's what it has to be in the item. Now, a lot of times, some of us, you know, I'm not planning to be able to suddenly fly to France. So if there was something about the Eiffel Tower, if we couldn't find in our entire team, we couldn't find anybody that we know or any connections to actually do that item, somebody Mm -hmm. might do a silly version of it just for fun. But we don't really expect that we're going to get the points for it necessarily um, unless we do something that's just so creative that it blows their mind and then they might give us points. So, But for the most part, you can't really interpret or Photoshop or something like that, any of the items. It needs to be pretty literal as to what they're asking for. Um, Cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the, that the fact that each task is 
assigned points and how you might or your your team leader might go about delegating certain certain tasks to people in in your team like if they want you to go to Dunkin Donuts in in your bathing suit that might be worth you know 50 <laughs> points versus somebody that climbs the Eiffel Tower that's going to be worth like mega points I mean how does how does that how does that work <laughs> So the points are a little um, uh, ambiguous. There's, there's not, you know, we, we were looking at them, some of the items last year, and there were some that seemed very involved that were worth fewer points than the other ones that seemed pretty easy. So I, I'm not really sure how they, in general, the harder ones are worth more points. So um, you try to, either do a lot of easy ones or focus on a couple of the harder ones. Um, in the past, I I like to focus on some of the harder ones um, and try to get some of the big point items done. Um, this year, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the list yet, so I don't know which way I'm going to go this year. But um, a, lot of, a lot of it is just the teammates jumping in and saying, I want to do this one. And you know, right now we're at the point where everybody wants to do every single item on the list. So it's, oh. it's, 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 there's going to be a little bit of our, – our team leader um, is Mogwai Turner. She lives in Oregon, and um, she has set a rule that we can only claim five items at a time. So there's probably somewhere close to 200 items on the list. So – we can only start out by saying, picking five of them to say, those are the ones I want to do. And then once we start working on them, usually a couple of days in, things start to calm down a little, and people will look at them a little more objectively and decide, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that one, and they might give it up to somebody else. Or I might say, you know, this one needs a, a firefighter, and I have a friend that's a firefighter, and he's wants to do it right now, you know, and so I could just contact them and say, can I do that item, even though you claimed it. So it's a, there's a lot of give and take, and there's, there's you know, um, our team leader does not specifically assign tasks. There may be some that do that will, you know, divide them up and say, you're going to do this one, and you're going to do that one. Ours is letting us pick what we want to do, and that was the same way I did it when I was team leader. I just asked people to um, – Right, to choose well, them, and then we could work among ourselves if we wanted to switch off with somebody. Right, but isn't there, is it first come, first serve in terms of people claiming things because you can't keep going back and forth? It's sort of wasting time. If you're, if you're sort of vacillating, you have to commit because you're, you only have a week to do as many of these as you can, right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And can I just mention? I think that's why she's limiting, you know, and, and I yeah. did too. I limited why, how many people could pick right away because everybody yeah. wants to do all of them, but we're not, you know, you can't. realistically, nobody's going to be able to do every single item on the on the list. So that's why we need our team. Um, and so it's it's. It's a, I mean, it's, there's a little bit of a free-for-all in there where it's, you know, picking them. And sometimes there's one that, you know, kind of everybody wants to do. Um, I've also in the past said that if, you know, if somebody has picked an item and a couple of days go by and they haven't done it, you know, if it's one you want to do, definitely contact them and ask about it because maybe they're not going to get to it. Um, I had a teammate last year that wanted to do an item that I wanted to do, and I I waited because they were going to do that item. And that was, um, that item was impersonate a street sign. And um, they ended up by Friday of the week, they hadn't done that one. And they finally put it out on our, our Facebook group. I'm not going to be able to get to this one. And so I said, don't worry about it. I've got it covered. And so I ran down to, um, I believe it is uh, Haddam, Connecticut where there is a street called Skunk Misery Road. And I dressed up like a miserable skunk and took a picture of myself in front of the street sign. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it was one that I had in my mind, and it hadn't been done by the, anybody else on the team. So I was ready to, you know, 
to do it that one if it didn't get done. So you have to keep your eyes open for things like that too. Yeah, well, it sounds like you have to be a, a superb organizer and time manager and all of that. Now, just for so that people know, um, your team, I mean, there's this vast geographic cultural uh, diversity of British Columbia, Germany, Denmark, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Oregon, Kentucky, and Texas are participating. So in terms of <laughs> coordinating with all of those people, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a feat. Now, I, I'm just seeing you, like, jumping in your car, going down to the airport where this skydiver is. But in the meantime, you are furiously putting something on Twitter or Facebook about this. So everything you're doing, you're having to, like, put it on social media. Is that right? For the, we, there's a, a on the website for Gishwas. That is where we enter our items. Um, for the most part, we're not sharing them on social media until after the hunt. Um, there are the quick glance that I took at the list of this morning that just came out. There are yep. several on there that it says this has to be on social media during you know before the end of the hunt. You have to put this up there. Um, that's that's kind of a new thing this year. I, in, in the past, it's been don't put it on social media, um, and there's only certain ones on there. It's only if it specifically says to put it on there that we're allowed to. Um, so now some of them have been some Twitter campaigns where obviously because of the way the item is, it has to be on social media. There was uh, one last year that was about um, um, signs of a stroke. And it was a video about signs of a stroke. And we needed to share that on uh, Twitter or Facebook. And um, so that one obviously had to be out there. And then we had to, you know, compile a photo list of people that shared our post about signs of a stroke. Um, wow. So there's, you know, it, it depends on the items. Some of them are are supposed to be put out there and some of them are not. And we need to watch for that because we could be disqualified if we put a, a picture up that's not supposed to be up until after the hunt uh, right. closes. Well, so. in in view of that, um, with this list, and I know you haven't had time to see them all, they're not all wild and crazy like, you know, wearing your hat made of kale, it looked like in a in a hotel lobby. <laughs> I mean, signs of a stroke is very different than impersonating a, a street sign. So is it sort yes. of like a 50-50 thing of, but these are wild and crazy and these are really humanitarian? And, and there are. There's a, there's a, a really nice thing? mix. Yes, there's okay. a really give nice mix of examples. things. Yeah, give us some um, other examples. There was there was one one year that was to bring um, flowers or candy to um, an assisted living facility and to talk oh. with some of the residents there. And uh, my boyfriend and I did that one. We decided on flowers because we thought candy. Some people might not be able to eat it, and we wanted right. we didn't want to try to give somebody <laughs> something that you know was going to hurt them. So we decided on flowers and. Um, we went to an assisted living facility, and there happened to be a couple of really, really nice ladies sitting out front on a bench. And so we just walked up. We explained what we were doing, and we said, "Is you know, is it okay? We'd like to give you these flowers, and we'd like to sit and talk with you for a little while. And if it's all right with you, we're going to take a little bit of video of this as well." And um, and so. That was that was a really nice thing, and the the women in, enjoyed it, and we enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, there was there was really some interesting things. There was the the two women were so different from each other. The one that my boyfriend was talking to, she wanted to talk to him all day long. She would have just she was <laughs> um, very talkative, very engaging. And then I sat down next to a woman who really didn't want to tell me very much, and and. Um, you know, she would answer my questions, yes or no, and she liked the flowers. Um, right. But I did manage to find out that she was a veteran, and there was a photo of her in the lobby uh, from World War II. And oh. um, so I was able to go in and look at that and find her photo. They had a, a photo wall of all the veterans that lived in their home and in the facility. And, um, you know, and it was really it was really neat to kind of um, – 
meet people in a very human way like that as part of a hunt that can so yeah like you said it can be really crazy like wearing my kale hat in a in a lobby um but then there's you know we might be bringing ice cream to the first responders to the firehouse down the street you know um so it, it really there's a wide range of things so no matter what somebody's abilities are or their comfort level there's a way to stay within your comfort level and a way to go beyond it. So some people are not comfortable wearing a kale hat um, or dressing up as a zombie and playing croquet um, in public somewhere, you know. Some people might want to just do some of the computer-related things, or some people might only want to do the kindness um, items. And, yeah. yeah, and there's something, so there's something for everybody. Right. Well, yeah, it sounds like suited for anyone. And is this primarily, especially if you're in all different states or countries, you're, well, you, you mentioned your boyfriend, so it's great. You, this is a social thing you can do with your boyfriend or girlfriend if they want to do it with you. But primarily, uh, do they try to get, you know, their boyfriends or girlfriends involved, or is this like a, a solo thing for each team member? There were we had a whole family last year. We had a a woman with her husband and her son um, all on our team last year, and they they did it as a family. Um, oh, what a cool thing! Yeah, yeah. So there's there's some of that, and you know, some of them. If you have small children, you know, they're not officially team members, but um, people can help us out. So. Um, you know, this year my my boyfriend is not able. He doesn't have the time to actually be a member of our team. But I'm sure if I needed something and he was able to do it, he'd be happy to help you know you. help us out with an item. So we it's it's also a fun way to kind of get other friends involved that may not be specifically on your team. But you yeah. know, I have a lot of friends that look forward to my posts every year. You know, I'll be suddenly asking during the week, okay, does anybody have a Tinkerbell costume I can borrow or, you know, <laughs> something strange. Um, and, you know, one year it was taxidermy animals. Who has a taxidermy animal I can borrow? Um, and so, um, you know, they look forward to that, uh, some of them. And yeah. so they're, you know, they're, they're willing to help out um, in whatever way they can, even if they can't be physically a, an official member of the team. Cool. Well, you know, something that we haven't discussed about this, well, there's there's um, there's a, a few things. What's an idea of the point spread with this? Oh, uh, goodness. So what you what you can earn. And, and we've got about 21 minutes left to the show just to give you a, a time frame, right? <laughs> you know, okay. Just to let you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Some might be worth, you know, what what's the lowest amount, you know, t- Ten points up to like a thousand or something. I would say probably from about ten points up to maybe a hundred. Okay. Um, somewhere in there. Um, there's. I'm gonna see if. Uh, oh, here we go. I have I have a I have a coffee table book from last year, and it has some of the items listed. Um, so here was one item that was item seventy-eight last year. It was a lutefisk lute. You had to make a working, playable lute made from lutefisk, and that was worth 46 points <laughs> if you were able oh, to I, do that. Uh, oh, cool. I didn't hear that last word. It broke up just a little bit. Say it again. Oh, okay. Lutefisk? I don't know yeah. if you know what lutefisk is. It's a no, tell us Swedish what that is. Delicacy. Lutefisk is a Swedish delicacy that is, that is made um, from cod, that is, I believe it's it's soaked in lye and then made into some sort of a fishy jelly kind of Ooh. thing. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm originally from Minnesota, so I I know a little bit about lutefisk. I don't think I've ever <laughs> tried it, and even with all the Swedes I know out there, I don't think I know anybody that actually likes it. But okay. um, but it is a thing, and that was one of the items was to make a working lute out of lutefisk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was that was 46 points. Um, one of them that I did was dress up as a prospector and pan for gold in a public fountain, and that was oh. worth 38 points. So there's kind of a, a 
points fit in there. A lot of them are kind of in the in the middle between 30 to 50 points. And then there will be a couple of them that are, you know, lower, and then maybe some that are a little bit higher. So, yeah. Um, you know, you um, the organization itself has has bro- has um, broken many Guinness World, World World Records. Is that right? It has. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um, talk about let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So yeah, there was one that was for the most. Um, Photos of a Hug um, Worldwide. That was largest online photo album of hugs. And they broke that record in 2013 with um, 8,121 hugs. You mean um, a collective <laughs> hug in one picture or something like that? No, very a collection, online photo album of hugs. Oh, okay. So that's how many photos of hugs they had together. Um <laughs> There was the largest, same year, was the largest chain of safety pins that was made. Um, and that was a 3,583 feet long chain of safety pins. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's also one uh, largest media scavenger hunt. Um, they may have broken this one again. I'm not sure. I see that they broke that in uh, 2011 and 2012. Um, I, I'm sure they've broken that one again. Yeah. Um, largest gathering of people dressed as French maids. Mm-hmm. Um, that was at 695 participants. Um, I think they did that one on the West Coast somewhere. I was not a part of that one, but um, so, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, well, why don't you tell us a little bit also um, about how you came to do the one, I love this picture of you as the Victorian lady on a train. How did you, how did you uh, contrive that one? That was one of the items last year, and it was, um, it was actually listed as it had to be a photo, and it was, um, they called it old school instant messaging. And the item read, a freight train engine pulling a tiny flat car, a utility flat car, not a big cargo flat car, with a woman dressed Victorian attire, sitting at a writing desk with a vase of flowers on it, writing a letter to her beloved. (laughs) That was the item. So it was very specific. You Um, look in your element as the actress, uh, Rhea, when I look at this photo. It's so cool. (laughs) I put it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. (laughs) That was it, it that is. was one of my favorite ones last year um, because as an actress, I end up doing Victorian-style shows and things sometimes, and I, I love the style. And I've also gotten a little bit into um, steampunk, which is based on Victorian style, and, um, and I love trains. I've always loved trains, and I've done shows on trains, and I've – Ridden them for fun, and I love. I got to go to the Eastern Connecticut Railroad Museum to do oh, yeah. this item, mm-hmm. and the people there were so nice, and they were just they loved the fact that we were there and that we were doing something fun. And they they brought out the little the train car. I actually chose that train car instead of a large um, a larger engine, which I may have lost points for it, but I love the photo so much that I don't even care that I used a smaller train car. Um, no, it, it was just—it was such a, yeah, it was so fun, and I just—I loved the photo, um, yeah, and it, it was a wonderful experience doing that one. Yeah, I—I so. I wondered with regard to the logistics of picking these venues. For, so, for example, are you spending, you know, a quarter of your time during the week calling the Marriott, getting permission to do this thing in their lobby? or making sure that you get permission to do this, or the police department knows that you're going to stand in the middle of the <laughs> intersection. I mean, come on, Rhea. How do, how do you get these things done? Because our world is full of all these dumb rules. <laughs> I have to admit, I tend to live by the creed that it is easier to get forgiveness than permission. Um, so I... Uh, there, there have been occasions where we've called up to get permission. There was an item that we had to do at a water treatment facility, 
And that was mm-hmm. a place I didn't really want to just walk into unannounced. Um, so that one we actually got permission that we had to be in formal attire with um, companyists on either flute or violin taking a tour of the water treatment facility. <laughs> um, and we did that one up in Suffield at the water tre- uh, treatment facility in Suffield. And th- oh, those wow. guys were awesome. They, they, thought it was great and they helped pose for the one of them helped pose for the photo with us giving us the tour the other guy took the photo um you know they they were really into it it was a lot of fun that one we asked permission for um yeah you know a lot of times it's just walking in and it usually only takes a few minutes to take the photo so if mm-hmm. i have everything ready you can just go in and kind of do it and you know People don't know what to say, really, at first. So um, we did get turned down once. There was one that I was not able to do because we um, – and, and we wouldn't have been able to get permission in advance anyway, but we, we decided to give it a try. And that one was to go through the security at TSA at the airport in scuba gear or snorkeling <laughs> gear, I guess it was. And, um, Are you kidding? <laughs> It was, we tried, we went, we begged and pleaded, and, uh, and um, it kind of came down to one person. There were most of the people would have let us at least, and we didn't have to go in. We didn't actually have to go through anywhere. We could have just taken the picture where we were. But, but they said no. Uh, yeah, there was one person that just wasn't comfortable enough with it to let us do it. And so uh, I was real. that was one, that was, that's the one that got away for me. That one, I I would have loved to have done that one. And um, I had my friend already. She had her snorkeling gear yeah. and she had her bikini on under her clothes. And, you oh know, my God. Would have taken, <laughs> it would have taken a couple of seconds to get the picture. Um, I was just a photographer on that one, but uh, well, it, it got away. Well, it sounds like that's a good average. I mean, if you only got turned down once. But, you know, um, <laughs> a couple other things. Are, uh, do you have an opportunity at any point in time, uh, I mean, I know most of this is online, but to actually get together with your team members or does Gish, Gishwiz have a, like, reunion of people? Do you get to, like, meet up? Is there, like, a conference or a convention or anything where you actually, after you do this, you get to they haven't meet in officially, person? They haven't officially organized anything like that. Um there has been some talk um, on some of our Gishwas groups on Facebook about trying to do something like that. Um, there cool. was one item last year that was to meet up with members of another team, and mm-hmm. that one was to decorate a bus stop with Post-it notes uh, with positive messages for people, oh. so people could come to the bus stop and if you know if they needed to. If they needed to hear somebody say, you go, girl, you know, they could pick up the post-it note that said that, you know, or, or whatever it was. And so you had That's to have cool members from, yeah, it was really fun. There were members from at least five teams um, that had to be there together and meet up. And you had to take a picture. Um, and we had pictures. Everybody had a sign with their team name on it. And actually one of the people that I met at the bus stop meet up last year is on my team this year. So, oh. um it was it was really it was a really fun way and I'm actually Facebook friends with a whole lot of the people that I met at the bus stop and um, <laughs> most of them are on teams again they're not all, we're not on on a team together but they're yeah. they're doing the they're doing dishes again this year yeah do you, do you so. have any particular goals this year that you might want to accomplish like focus on certain other kind of categories of of tasks or I really want to meet up with somebody from, you know, this country or, I mean, you might have, you know, you've done this. Is this your fourth year that you've done this? Is that right? This is my, this is my fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's hard to have a goal ahead of time because you don't know what's going to be on the list. So Mm -hmm. I I think in general, um, one of my ideas is to look for some of the higher point items, which are usually a little more difficult, and try to do some of those, um, especially try to start working on them um, earlier in the week so that there's a possibility of, of getting some of the harder items done. Um, not having seen it yet, I don't know whether that's something that's going to be uh, something else. And one thing I noticed last year, everything is actually possible. It's just a matter of whether you can find the right 
people or get to the right places this week. You know, there was nothing last year that I looked at it and said, there's no possible way to do that item. As crazy as some of them were, it didn't matter where in the world they were, they were all possible. So, well, that sounds um, like I'm a good inspirational quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try to go into it with that attitude. There's, you yeah. know, it tends, it's easy to be overwhelmed by, by some of the, the craziness on there or the fact that somebody has to be in San Francisco to do one or wherever. But, you know, really, it's, it's all possible, it's, especially with social media. I can put out there, does anybody know anybody in San Francisco? turns out I have a cousin in San Francisco. I have a friend who has two children in San Francisco. I had uh, my brother-in-law was taking a, um, a business trip to San Francisco that week, you know, so it, not th- going into it thinking I don't know anybody in San Francisco. It turned out I knew four people that were going to be there that week so, well, or had connections to four people. Yeah, and so. you don't necessarily have to be, you know, affluent to be able to do this. You just use your creativity and, and your network. And you have to be, you know, you have to be a spontaneous person. You have to be social. You have to have a good network of friends, I would think, are, are the primary, um, you know, criteria for doing this. And uh, is this available in every state, uh, Rhea? It is, yeah. I mean, this in is, terms this is, of, yeah. This is this is international. So okay. there are people involved in all 50 states. Um, you know, I don't know how many countries, but um, there's countries all over the world where people are are getting involved in this as well. Um, you know, we have we have a couple of our teammates in uh, Denmark and um, one in Germany, and then our our teammate in Texas is actually from Denmark. So oh. there's. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's worldwide. Um, you know, as long as anybody has internet access, I guess they can mm-hmm. participate. Um, so, and, you know, even as far as the registration fee, there are people that can, you know, can't afford to spend $20 for just for something for fun, but they could apply for a scholarship. And if people had donated, um, money, in order to give a gish scholarship, you know, they try to match match up as many as they can so as many people get to participate. Yeah. Well, I think it would be good too if 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 you can after the week is is done uh, and do you get data or information just generally um how how it turned out and oh, we didn't get to tell people what is the grand prize for, uh, well, there's, there's different tiers of prizes, right? Well, there's, there's actually just one grand prize um, for the winning okay. team. They get a trip to Hawaii. Woo-hoo. So the, Yeah. Um, and they get to meet Misha Collins, who is the, the actor that began all this. And a lot of people that, are, that do Gish with are fans of his show. That's how he got the word out about um, about the hunt, and that's how I yeah. found out about it, you know, and, and um, so, so it's a it's a lot of it's kind of a fun thing to get to possibly take a trip and meet a famous actor, and you know, um, oh wow! Now of all the teams out there, there's it's very it's it's um, like I said, it's not impossible. Everything is possible, but um, you know, it's it, we're doing it we're doing it to try to win. We want to try to win that trip. Um, you know, realistically, it's going to be really hard to try to actually win that. So our secondary goal is to just have a great time and do as many items as we can and, you know, be really creative. It's, it's, I get to use a different part of my brain this week than I sometimes, you know, get to use in my day-to-day life. Um, right and that's so it. and 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 pay it forward and and do good for other people and I think that's what it's about and you know yes. for spontaneous people like Delilah she could even do this in South Carolina Delilah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that sounds like a lot of fun well that was going to be my next question um go ahead to Rhea is there any well I think you said fourteen was the youngest that you could um, participate I mean mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure you have participants of all age groups is that true oh yes yes there there um you know i don't know 
I, I don't have any data on who might the oldest person be that has, um, you know, we get, I, I like to get the coffee table book that they put out of um, photos that um, people voted on that they really liked, that people submitted. Um, this comes out after the hunt, well after. Um, but there are people of all ages in this um, in this coffee well, table. I was going to say, I think it's a great opportunity to um, foster communication between the generations because sometimes that's a little on the difficult side. But this seems like a great way to, to do something like that. With your yeah, family, and there's like often this. items about that. You know, there are items, there was one about um, uh, have a have a grandparent teach you a skill that they learned as a child that is not in use anymore today, you know, so or is not in use as much today. And so some people, um, you know, my, my grandparents have both passed away, but um, some people got to reconnect with their grandparents in that way as, um, you know, finding out something about their life as, as a child or as a young person. And, um, you know, some people maybe learn to knit, which a lot of people still knit, but, you know, maybe they didn't know how. Or they got to type on a typewriter as opposed <laughs> to a computer. Um, you know, various types of, of skills that uh, somebody might have had um, 50 years ago that we don't use as much today. So, Absolutely. And to learn something, it, to learn something about their family as well. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be great, great for like a grandparent and a granddaughter, grandson or whatever to get involved and, and to meet other people. I mean, you know, I, I think this is this is a great, uh, you know, it has its wacky side, but that, that's the fun part. But it does so much it good is. as well. So, again, this, this kind of fits our mission to, to bring, uh, Rhea, to bring awareness and education to other people about what's going out there on out uh, there in the world, and I'm so glad that you know we've had this opportunity to kind of segue off of the crime vent and to be able to do that. <laughs> um, can you give us if if people are listening and saying, "Hey, I live in Alaska, I live in North Carolina, whatever it is, and I think I want to get involved in this," what would they do? Um, well, Gishlet has a website, um, and it's, again, it's kind of a, it's a strange acronym. It's G-I-S-H-W-H-E-S dot com, mm-hmm. and um, Gishlet dot com. It's, it's too late to, to join this year, um, right. and I, you know, think things are up in the air as far as what might happen next year. I don't know whether it's still going to be a scavenger hunt or if they're going to do something different um, or what exactly it's going to be. There's been talk about this being the last year. So I don't know. I'm sure there will be something. There's going to be something, uh, what we call gishy, happening (laughs) next year, but I don't know what it will be. It may not be be a scavenger hunt. It, It might be a different take on it. I don't really know. Um, but they can definitely get information there. With something fun. I, I'm so sure the maybe, yeah, yeah. The spirit of Gish was, uh, I don't think, will ever die at this point. So, <laughs> well, um, well and also randomacts.org would be a good place for people to look because they can see what some of the, um, um, you know, some of the good that is done, um, either through Gish was or through Random Acts. Okay, well, well, that's that's wonderful. You you have any parting thoughts, Delilah, before we have to sign off? Well, I just I don't have any more questions, but I just want to say that I think it's a marvelous endeavor. I I really was not aware that it was in existence. Very very happy that you took your time today to come on and explain yeah. it to for us and the listeners, and hopefully, you know, maybe. Um, some sponsorships or some donations will come in as a result. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I'll have I, to I'll have to put them up once I once I look through the list and find out, you know, as far as if there's anything during the hunt, whether there's something like the um the fundraising that we did last year for Syria or something similar like that uh happening this year or even well, outside outside of the hunt as well. 
Well, if there's any way that we can help you with a particular item during this week, let me know, Rhea. Maybe we can, okay. we can help you with that, okay? Okay, well, I will. Yes, okay, that's great. Well, um, for now then, I guess we're going to sign off on our latest edition of Shattered Lives Radio. This Saturday, um, be sure to listen on the archives, pass this around. Thank you, Rhea. Be sure to wear your Nikes because I'm sure you have a very busy week ahead of you and, and good, good luck. And um, so, everyone, we will see you next Saturday for another edition of Shattered Lives Radio. Thank you, Delilah. Thank you, Rhea. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.